The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at comedyzonepodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Let me just start by saying, first of all, that uh, there was a good portion of that show open that's untrue today. Yeah. And uh, we are without Will and Sammy Joe Francis. Uh, Will's on the road to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. If you're up there uh, this weekend, check out Will Jacobs at, uh, I, don't, I don't know, the Chuckle Hut or something. It's up there. at the Comedy Zone. <laughs> it is at the It's Comedy the Zone Comedy Zone in Harrisburg on Cumberland Boulevard. And uh, Sammy Joe Francis is on assignment this week, so she's unavailable. So that leaves me and uh, my good friend. Hey! Friend of the podcast. Johnny Millwater's here. Hi, this is the sound of my voice. Johnny Millwater. So happy to be part of the process. I, it's always a thrill to be the Jay Leno to Will Jacobs, Johnny Carson. <laughs> so, Johnny, uh, what, what's new with you? What's happening? Oh, got, not you, much, got, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, stuff, wait, wait. Right? It's, it's a whole lot going on in the world. I don't know what you're interested in, Brian. Uh, let's see. I, I'm home a little bit more the past couple of weeks because mm-hmm. I'm working less on the road and I'm uh, doing more projects here in town. So you're less. Uh, let's talk about that a little, a little bit. You, okay. you, I didn't know we were going to talk about me. Well, why, why, why not? Okay. So you're you are staying home a little bit more. I'm trying you. to stay home. The past yeah. uh, ten years or so, uh, I've been uh, on ships about three quarters of the month, and then home one quarter of the month, exhausted. And now uh, my yeah. wife uh, Debbie, who your listeners are probably familiar yep. with, she's a big part of the Charlotte comedy scene here. Yep. Uh, she has started her work nursing, so I have more time to do creative projects here in town and spend more time with the kids. And that's a fascinating story. You probably want to hit that back 15 button here, that chunk again. Yes. <laughs> Johnny's spending time with his kids. So I do want to talk a little bit about um, one of your creative projects. Sure. Which um, we'll talk a little bit down the road. Okay. But I, I do want to, want to talk about the resurrection of Crazy Late. Oh, Which good. is big fun. Yeah. Um, Can't do it without you, Brian. Thank you. The, the, well, that's not, you're the, you are the, the driving force behind right. Crazy Late. You're so the that's, executive that's, producer. It's an exciting time. I, I'm one of the executive producers. Okay. Several. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Shall we start over? No. This is, good. this is fine. This is fine. Good. Yes. So your 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 history with show business yes. has always been has always been fascinating to me. You you're one of those people who, like myself, knew early on what you wanted to do very early. So you, yeah. as a kid, you're out there. You, I started doing. Uh, I was a magician when I was a. Uh, 13, I believe, was the first time I got paid to do a birthday party doing magic Yeah, when I was 13. And then I started doing stand-up when I was 17, and I've been doing it nonstop yeah. ever since. The only job I ever had. Now, so that was the first time I got paid. Yeah, yeah. The, which, which leads me to believe that there were a few years before that where you were just doing it. For... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. is Stand-up comedy and magic are very similar uh, in that if you do them out of their... <laughs> They're assigned position. They're very annoying to your friends and family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my sister, who's also a stand-up comic, Kim yes. Harrison, kimharrisoncomedy.com. She's Fantastic. Yep. Uh, Kim, uh, she used to, she was a stand-up comic at the time, too. So she would tell me a new dick joke, and I would show her a new card trick. And that was our deal every week when we were both working for free. <laughs> so uh, how did, I mean, you know, family gatherings must have been 
You know, I mean, you must have been out doing coin tricks and uh, sleight of hand stuff. I, I was, but everybody yeah. in my family had already seen it. So I, like, I, I would do magic tricks in line at, at a theme park. My parents uh, weren't, weren't particularly fond of me, so uh, they would they would give me a theme park pass in the summers and uh-huh. then just drop me off every morning and just have me run amok. I didn't realize at the time that, that was, uh, what's the word, felonious neglect. But uh, I just thought they were cool and they let me hang out at the theme park. So I would just, I would do magic. I would try to get tips from people until they kicked me out. And I would, I would stand in line for the bumper cars and I would do coin tricks and card tricks for people to pass the time. And I would try to hold records and riding roller coasters and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was my childhood. So you you would get kicked out at some point. They're going to come. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Security's uh, going to come. Eventually, along. yeah. Usually, I just had to go to a different car, part of the park and put on a hat. I, I found that if I uh, did magic, I'd be fine. If I made balloon animals, they'd see the balloon animals. I made balloon animals. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. For those of you listening at home, you needed a manager. <laughs> you needed, Still do. You needed that seven. Still needed. do. How did the people waiting in line respond? They were very kind <laughs> because I was 11 and cute as a button. Yeah. And, and uh, I was very polite. And I don't think it wasn't like, yeah, I, 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 again, maybe they were irritated and I just lacked the social skills to know it at the time. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, very rarely did I get hit. Very rarely. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. Every now and then I get yeah. pushed out of the way. Uh, but, and I had, I had it coming. Uh, how about? Tips. I mean, was oh, it a yeah, lucrative every, endeavor? Or? Yeah, it was for a kid. Like I, I used to go to. There's Bush Gardens. There's Adventure Island in Tampa. Bush Gardens mm-hmm. is a roller coaster park, and uh, Bush Gardens is a water park. Uh, for sure profit, you want to go to the water park because everybody has change in their pockets, and every time they go on any ride, all the change falls out of their pockets. So an industrious young man such as myself, with a lot of time on his hands and some uh, uh, goggles and. Uh, a little tanning cream on his back there. Uh, I, I would go and I would dig through the water and I would steal all the water, all the coins off the bottom and turn it in and spend it at the arcade and get really good at Street Fighter Two. And I'm still a, a, a massive threat when it comes to skee ball. I don't like to brag, but if that was an Olympic sport, I'd be on a Wheaties box. Yeah. How did yeah. how did you? You would sneak into the water then. Oh well, I was loud in the water. Like it was, it was maybe mostly like uh, the wave pool. You know, where okay. everybody's on those little floating donuts. Right. And okay. then you, I would go underneath them. I'd hold my breath. I could hold my breath for like a minute and thirty seconds when I was a kid because okay. I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be Houdini. Houdini. Yeah. So <laughs> I would catch. I would hold my breath and go all the way down and just get three or four bucks worth and go back to the shallow end. And I had a little thing I put it in and then I went back and did it. It was like a job for me. It was. That's I was very focused. Amazing. Yeah, I guess. No. It, it, <laughs> I don't think I've ever told anybody this in, in a public setting before. Even most of my friends don't know that. It's uh, it's yeah. I think it's fascinating because you knew what you wanted to do so young. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, I'm I'm 52. I don't know what I'm I want to do when I grow up. I don't you, you know. So you knew you just it was show business. You wanted to be to be an entertainer. You wanted to be no a question. performer. What was it about that? What was when did you first know or or do your parents tell you when they weren't neglecting you uh, how 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 did you know that early on that this like I, I got that first laugh or I got that first applause? Oh well, the first laugh I was uh, in a play in the second grade uh, with uh, Mr. Charles Phillips was a teacher that changed my life. Every entertainer has a teacher who changed their life, and uh, he wrote a play. It was a comedy based on Beowulf, which is a, a Scandinavian myth of some kind, I believe. <laughs> and the first laugh I ever got, I'll never forget it. Um, I am Beowulf from east of Sweden was the first line. And I'll never forget it because my little brother came along. I have a little brother uh, who has uh, something called Creed Shaw syndrome. It's like Down syndrome, um, but it's the opposite. It's an extra chromosome instead of missing one. Okay. And uh, he never really developed past around three years old, but he came out. And we used to play a game at home 
uh, called uh, be a wolf, be a chicken, be a you know. Okay. And it would make the noise. And it would be like uh -huh. it would be like uh, you know be a cow, like brrr, and it'd be a fun game we play. Yeah. So when I did the play, I went on stage. and said, "I am Beowulf," and he went woo, <laughs> and the entire audience broke. The entire cast broke. It was my first laugh ever, and and it took me a really long time to get over realizing that that's not what you're supposed to yeah. do. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was it was the first time I'd ever had acceptance. I spent my entire childhood thinking I was pretty worthless and that uh, I hadn't brought any joy to anybody. And then people started giving me compliments when I gave them uh, when I showed them magic. They gave me praise. They yeah. smiled. They treated me nice. Yeah. And I had never had that kind of attention, so I associated it with entertaining. Yeah. And it took me a very long time to realize that you can have that kind of love and friendship in your <laughs> personal relationships, yeah. and you don't need it from your audience. <laughs> I think a lot of though a lot of comics have I think probably similar stories or similar origins where they where for whatever reason they went through something as a child where they didn't feel like they had value absolutely until somebody responded you know favorably to something yeah. you know that they did and then they're out doing open mics six nights a week absolutely yeah. there's lost a thought no that's right. I had one yeah the 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 so your first paid gig was at thirteen it was. How much did you get paid? Fifty bucks. Wow! Fifty bucks. Actually, doing a half there, hour, a half hour of magic and a half hour of balloons. There are adult performers right now who would who would like to absolutely would. A, I'm very lucky not to be bucks. one of them. Yeah. So uh, I will fall back on that when I have to. <laughs> and it was at at a birthday party. It was at a birthday party. It was dad's friend from work or something. I don't even remember exactly. So an adult's birthday party. Uh, no, it was a dad's friend's kid. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, so I'm a kid's birthday. But I much prefer performing for adults than children because I was yeah. a child myself and I had no personal authority. Right. And, and, you know, adults have, uh, you know, the social contract and all that. Kids, not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah kids, kids are great. <laughs> <laughs> now, you still do, you still do occasionally, you still pull out the magic. In your, yeah, in well, your... I, I, I do it for friends and stuff. I, yeah. I do a lot of card manipulation. I was a really good card guy for a long time so I find that very soothing it's like meditation yeah so when, like, when I'm working on crazy late when I'm working on things when I need to sit and concentrate for a minute I usually have a deck of cards in my hand it takes it takes hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of practice to get good at that sort of sleight of hand at anything card yeah it's just like yeah. anything I could have learned to play the trombone instead I learned to <laughs> yeah. cut the deck fancy <laughs> so. thought girls would like it I was mistaken <laughs> I think a lot of comics go through that too. Definitely, that, that because the girls always say, you know, I like a guy who's funny, and that's what they think, and it's very yeah. sweet. Um, <laughs> but let me let me tell the viewers at home: uh, rather than learning how to do balloon animals, do sit-ups. Yeah, <laughs> I wish someone had told me. Do sit-ups. Women love abs. They think they love a sense of humor. They don't. They love abs. Maybe put down the sugar. Maybe yeah. something, something. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. They like a magician if he's good looking. They like a comic if he's good looking. Like, yeah, it's just, they just, yeah. Yeah. There's some women who go way deeper, but not right. many. Yeah. Dane Cook, probably. Dane Cook, he, he, you know, he mm -hmm. hustled. Good looking guy. He was yeah. a very good looking guy, yeah. and uh, he definitely made women laugh very, very hard. Yes. Uh, and, and, yeah, I respect the hustle. He never really made me laugh too hard, but, yeah. man, yeah. I don't know anybody who worked harder to become famous than he did. Yeah. yeah. Hey. You at what point then did you decide you were going to make the transition, or was it just kind of a natural thing to make the transition from magic to comedy? I uh, went through kind of a personal revolution uh, in college, and I realized that as a magician, I was learning to become a really, really good liar, and it was bleeding into my daily life. Mm -hmm. And I was just becoming a very dishonest person. And I tried honesty for a while, and I found out that my life, the quality of my life, went much, much better. 
it's less stuff to carry around. Yeah. Um, and also I find that when you're a comedian, as opposed to being a magician, when you're a magician, there's a certain per- percentage of the audience that wants you to fail. There's a certain percentage of the audience that wants to beat you. They yeah. can't just sit there and watch the show. They have to figure it out because that's just how they are. Yeah. And I need the entire audience to be on board. And I could never get it with magic. So even when I did magic, it was funny magic. So I just started cutting the props out. And then I realized that it's the same tools. Comedy is just misdirection. Just making them think you're going one way when you're going the other way. Except instead of misdirecting their eyes, they misdirect their mind. And people enjoy it more. And I was just much happier. I was just a much happier person. And also you get your, you know, comics aren't particularly kind to comedy magicians. Right, right, right. (laughs) So I was, yeah, I was uh, not well liked in my first several years of comedy. They were very cruel to me. Well, there's always a pecking order. Of course, of of course. And yeah, I think probably it's like mimes. Yes, exactly. It's it's on an episode of Family Summer. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) mimes, family, yeah. 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 Family's a top. Your approach, um, which is something that actually fascinates me, whenever you and I talk about comedy and about kind of like the science of comedy and things like that, Mm -hmm. you put more thought into the art of comedy and into your jokes and, and into writing your jokes and into performing your jokes than I think anybody I've met wow. here certainly in Charlotte. And, I praise and, indeed. I think also everybody works at it. But, but I mean, you and I had, had a conversation once about a joke that you have that um, you realized that through, I imagine, trial and error, but that like um, the punchline was funnier if you waited 0.6 seconds oh. instead of 0.8 seconds, <laughs> three or tenths of a second. Right, yes. Yeah. I have, okay. Yeah. I have one joke. Um, uh, yeah. Out of, you know, what? I'll try to tell it here. Out of context is kind of tricky, but uh, I have one joke about Kanye West. I don't care for him. I don't care for his music. I don't like the smug look on his face. I don't like how he got famous. You remember the first time you ever heard his name? It had nothing to do with how he got. It had nothing to do with his music. He went on TV. He said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Well, who does George Bush care about? Right. Now, if you listen to that. You listen, that's exactly three-tenths of a second. I actually had to develop a character. I had to perform as a different person right. uh, to, to get the chunk that I, I, I wrote a bunch of racial stuff and a bunch of stuff that's uh, what comics call tap dancing in the minefield. Uh-huh. Just uh, That's the stuff that's exciting to me now. But I didn't know how to do it at the time, so I built an entire public access series around this character <laughs> right, right, right. so that I could find his voice and so that I could uh, develop uh, the point of view and so that I could figure out exactly where I wanted to come from. And then once I found out what that character had in common with me, I was able to move all that stuff into my act. So yeah, it is. It's that particular joke. If I pause six tenths of a second, everybody turns. Everybody closes up right away because yeah. it sounds horribly racist. And, <laughs> right. But if I do it too, if they don't, if I don't give enough time to get the wrong idea, then the laugh doesn't exist at all. Yeah. So yeah, I had. I, I like to record my shows. I like to listen to it. And there are some things that are that specific. That's the most specific choice. Yeah. But every bit is made of thirty or forty specific choices. So you've had then audiences when you've waited. Oh yeah, that three tenths of a second too oh, long. Yeah. You've had audiences, audiences. Oh, that they have turned out. Yeah, but the character was named Butch Hockersmith. He talked like this. Talked a lot like my father. This was a people. Butch Hockersmith, real American. My parents are American. <laughs> their parents are American. Their parents were Adam and Eve. He was, he's a sort of a liberal rednecky character before they were uh, popular. And uh, yeah, plaid shirt, mustache, hat over right. my eyes. So what I used to do was I would do a guest set as Butch when I was headlining. So people, and when I say headlining, it's not like the room was full of people who knew who I was. It was a room of people there to see comedy. And unless they could tell that the guy up front was the same guy from the headshot, they didn't know I was the same person. So yeah. I could lose that audience completely in that bit and still have them on my side when I came back up to headline later. And it went well, too. I had several feature acts uh, come up to me uh, when I was dressed as me at the end of the show and say, hey, man, I don't know who that dude was up front, but he's stealing like three of your bits. 
I actually had people approach me, like the comics didn't know, which felt fantastic. But, That's great. Yeah, I love that. It was called Real Americans with Butch and Skeeter. And the original Skeeter, uh, I'm very proud to say, is Joe Zimmerman, who is now uh, one yes. of the fastest rising comics yeah. in the world, one of my favorite comics in the world. Yeah. Uh, if awesome. you haven't listened to Smiling with Wolves, check out Joe Zimmerman. He is spectacular. Yeah. So your your persona on stage then, mm-hmm. is it is it is it it's very different from who you are yeah. in person. Even from who you are right now. I yeah. mean, you know, you and I have conversations you know, off mic, obviously, out in you know social situations, yeah. and then now, and then your personality on stage. How long did it take you to develop that personality? It's it's actually backwards. That that personality uh, is who I was when I was seventeen. When I started on stage, that big, the the, the really big, loud, yeah. ridiculous facial expressions, the big motions, way larger than life. Uh, hey, look at me, everybody, love me, please, 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 please. I'm so cool. That. Uh, entire persona is exactly who I was all day, every day when I was 17. It's the real me that took 20 years to develop. <laughs> <laughs> Learning how not to be that annoying right. person all day, every day uh, was the biggest challenge. So you, how did you, how did you, where did you find that, that? The balance? Yeah. I mean, did you go back to that then or did you? No, I just, it, my, I, the evolution, the onstage evolution, I always, it my writing goes so slowly that I never really developed a different character. So I just always kind of wrote, except for Butch, of course. That was an entirely different writing right. structure, too, and a performance structure. But uh, I just, just, it just kept on getting a little bit bigger every time. I've never been one to really sit down and do long chunks at first. It's just I'll, I'll have a seed, and then I'll bring it up on stage, and it'll develop and develop, yeah. and usually I'll build around it. And because of that, I never really came from a different point of view for any of my routines. That I was, had a pretty clear vision of who I was early on, so I just yeah. had to stick with it. Do you find that most comics have a separate a separate persona that they slip into on stage? Or do you think you have to do that? Or do you think you can just go on stage and kind of be yourself? It's but, all valid. It's yeah. all, I think the best comics are like the best wrestlers. It's just themselves turned up to 11. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think it's really important that you develop yourself personally and that you develop yourself on stage as well, but... I think if you could be completely honest, if you can be, be the exact same person all day, every day, and just get thrown in front of a mic, I think that's probably more marketable. It's stronger. I think the audience will react to it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like Will Smith says, uh, if you never have to get ready, you're all, if you're already if you're always ready, you never have to get ready. Yeah. And Chris Rock, who's one of my favorites, he said they're not paying to see Chris Rock; they're paying to see Chris Rock. Right. 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 And both of those are valid. Yeah. Uh, it's it's completely personal. Yeah. For me, I, I never really thought of it as putting on a character. Because it just develops so naturally, so I, but it definitely seems that way. I'm very different on stage. Yeah, yeah. the you know there was that period in the '80s when like uh, kind of character comics. Yeah, um, your your Emo Phillips, Bobcat Goldthwait, sure, uh, and Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay, who was just yeah. here in Charlotte and, uh, a couple oh, weeks ago, fantastic. Um, Judy Tenuta. Yes. Um, all those sort of character. Although Emo is completely, uh, he's completely committed to that. That is, that is Emo twenty four <laughs> hours is, a day, seven days a week. That is pretty. Yeah, you, yeah. you spend some time with him. I, I'm not much. I'm just a fan. Okay. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched interviews and stuff, and yeah. I've heard stories. Yeah. But, it, yeah. It, 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 it's um. It's but Judy fasc- put on a character, and yeah, and it's it's um, it's fascinating because people I've heard like uh, Bobcat Goldthwait talk about yeah. that. Bob Goldthwait now. Yes. Um, talk about that where he's you know people expected him to be that yeah. crazy, you know, just out on the street, and it's it's, it's like, exhausting. No, nobody could do. That. Yeah, <laughs> it's exhausting even for the hour up on stage. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Bobcat was actually one of the big inspirations for me for 
trying to develop myself personally because he was so established as a comic, he got arrested on that and yeah. done comedy clubs his whole life, but he's gone and developed such a great skill as a director and yeah. as a writer and as, as just a mentor to other yeah. filmmakers and comics. He's, he's a great man. I don't know um, if you saw uh, Call Me Lucky. The, Not yet, the, no. The, the documentary that uh, 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 Bobcat directed. directed about his friend uh, Barry Crimmins, who just passed away a couple months ago. Uh, it's great. It just it's it's really really great, um, and you can tell that he had a you know a friendship and an affection for the man as opposed to someone who was a fan, who went you know I'm going to do a documentary about Barry Crimmins. There was definitely that that that. Uh, I love documentaries that are made with love. It's so great, yeah, and 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 I think you know Barry too. I think did some things that he might not have done. Um, um, went back to the house where he was where he was assaulted. Went to the basement. And where he was assaulted for the first time, yeah. um, and did things, I think probably because he knew he could trust Bobcat Goldthwait to tell that story appropriately and 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 with care and with you know not Absolutely. just sensationally, but all comedians I think are damaged to a certain point, and all of us are pretty fragile. Yeah, still because of it, and yeah. and yeah, I, I I think that's absolutely true. It's the question that you had asked earlier about uh, whether we were doing it. Like at, at dinner and stuff, we weren't trying to be funny at dinner because I think comedy is a way of reacting to something. I think comedy, learning to be funny is a way of defending yourself uh, rather than throwing punches, I think is yeah. the consensus. And, you know, Barry had horrible experience as a child. Kim and I both became comics. Yeah, you could probably yeah. read something into that. We have the same yeah. parents. Yeah. I, I hear that when porn stars meet each other, uh, sometimes one will say to the other, uh, father or uncle. Just yeah. they could start there, and I think with comics, almost always you can go mom or dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those two that sent yeah. us down the funny path, but it's there's a balance to it. There's a darkness that goes with it, and it's hard yeah. to have one without the other. Yeah. The uh, uh, on a somewhat lighter note, which is great. <laughs> so, so you, you do a um, straight jacket escape. <laughs> I do. Yeah. On stage, still hanging in there. Yeah. How often do you do that? Uh, I do it. On, I do it on cruise ships. Okay. Uh, I uh, do. I do five shows, half hour each, uh, each week on the cruise ships, and I save this one for last. And the last show I do, the first fifteen minutes of it is all the material I just talked about: the Kanye yeah. West bit, all the racial stuff, all the stuff about uh, homosexuality and language, and uh, all the stuff that the audience, especially when I play Texas, places like that where they're very conservative, they're not on board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the jokes are solid enough; they come along with me. At yeah. that point, they've yeah. seen me before, so they like me. But uh, no matter what, if they hate me by the end of the first half, the second half I escape from a straitjacket and I sing my way. And that's exactly what it sounds like. I yeah, sing the yeah. song my way while escaping from a straitjacket and all is forgiven. Yeah. And that's why I still do it. Plus, I love singing my way. I cannot <laughs> figure out another way to make my way funny without the damn straitjacket. I am not into the straitjacket at all, but I love closing <laughs> out the week with my way. So I keep it in there. You can't just sing? I with, can, but it wouldn't be funny. Well, no, I have a responsibility, yeah. man. Well, I got six fair. laughs a minute the whole time. That's six laughs a minute. If I'm selling merchandise, six laughs a minute. If I'm throwing up on stage, six that's laughs awesome. a minute. I have a responsibility. Yeah. I only have one. Three. I got to show up on time. Got to put on pants. Right. Six yeah. laughs a minute. So, so you've been awake. Come on in. Someone's at the door. Come on in. Come on in. Man. Welcome. <laughs> Howdy. We're going to take a quick break. Our guest just arrived. Excellent. We'll be right back. In just a minute. (laughs) 
That's all Brian all the time in this show, I guess. Uh, hey, it, we're going to talk about the Queen City Podcast Network, five of Charlotte's best podcasts all together under one roof. It's a very exciting development in uh, Charlotte podcasting, and we're excited to tell you about it. The Charlotte Podcast, Cheers Charlotte Radio, the Yelp Charlotte Podcast, the uh, of Creative Loafing's Local Vibes Podcast, and of course this Comedy Zone podcast that you are listening to right now. But I really got to tell you, about the Charlotte Podcast. Voted one of Charlotte's best of the best by Charlotte Magazine. Host John and Miller cover all things of interest in Charlotte, current issues and events with newsmakers and those who cover the area. Want to make you aware and uh, make sure you do not miss the recording of their live Deck Day show on Sunday, May 20th at Petra's on Commonwealth Avenue in Charlotte. You can find more information at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. You can find more 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 information about the live Deck Day recording of the Charlotte Podcast and, of course, about the network in general at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone Podcast. I'm here with Johnny Millwater, who just spilled his guts for a few minutes. We appreciate that. Show's starting. (laughs) Also joined on the podcast, very happy to have you guys back, Hoggy Lowdown, Chris Paul. How are you guys? We're back! Pickles. We've been renewed for another season. Another season, which is good. Yes. In this climate. Yes, in this climate. <laughs> Meaning springtime. Springtime. Yes. Oh, okay. Not political climate. No, you meant the south. Climate. No. It's, yeah, <laughs> not it's, the southern it's climate. It's hot down here. It's hot. Different. It's uh, real hot. It was it, hot. I saw a dude walking his dog from the car. <laughs> Door open or through the window? Both. Wow, two dogs. Yeah, two dogs. That's hot. Yeah, two dogs. But we love the South. Hot we dogs. just don't love all of the South. I understand. I feel we don't love all. Charlotte's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, a couple weeks ago, Huggy and I were in a place called Buck, Alabama. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Buck, Alabama, don't, don't the most this. racist city in all of America. Wow. Everybody in Buck is a bigot, and all their cops ride, ride horses. horses. Right. Right. One of them came right up to us and said, you know what? I hate black people. It messed us up. We never heard a horse talk before. Yeah, in our I was life. about to say, I about we got the hell out of Buck. <laughs> Racist horse. We got the buck out of Buck. buck. <laughs> well, it, it, how? Uh, when you, in all seriousness, when do you guys tour the South? Then how? Uh, how do? How do? I mean, you have your audience. How do we? Obviously. How do we navigate? Is yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys have your audience, people who come out to see you, but that's for an hour a day, right? There's another 23 what, hours. What are you saying? How, how did we get around town <laughs> being black? What are you well, saying? Well, uh, uh, no. Maybe. Yeah. We walk I around mean, in whiteface. Okay. No, That's me how we too. do. That makes sense. You do, Johnny. Oh man, <laughs> how's that working for it's you? It's so much easier to get through security and shit. Yeah, Johnny. Oh, TSA it is, is uh, a hard. No, but we really haven't. Uh, we haven't experienced that much drama when we're on the road. Yeah. You know, you, you counter some people who are going to be assholes, but for the most part, everybody's yeah. pretty cool. Right. And as far as our shows go, you know, because of the political climate, we'll have we still have a lot of white folks who come out and see us. You know, but yeah. Yeah. And, and you can tell where they stand when you start doing the Trump material or political material. All of a sudden, it wasn't fu- the stuff wasn't funny anymore. But then, right. when you start talking about other things, they come back again. Right, and then right, after right, the right. show, they give you handshakes and hugs yeah. and tell you how much they love yeah. the show. Oh, so yeah. love is love, man. Comedy, yeah. comedy just breaks through everything. Breaks through everything, right? right. It's an icebreaker. Yeah. So you guys, you you, uh, you come through Charlotte again. You had uh, a show here last night on yes. Wednesday night. You got two shows tonight, Friday. Two shows if tonight. you're listening to us on the on the day that the shows record on the 11th, two shows on the 12th as well. Mother's but, Day weekend, the perfect weekend oh, for right. yeah. for this family entertainment right here. <laughs> right. 
This is Disney Channel stuff we're doing absolutely, here. Absolutely, absolutely. And a whole lot of people are going to find out they're adopted. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. No, that's yeah. not funny at all. On Mother's Day weekend? On Mother's Day weekend. Plot twist. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that come. Am I adopted? <laughs> uh, yes, your real parents are black, Johnny. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> knew it. It was the walk that gave yes. it away. We knew it. Your walk is too cool, You're Johnny. Too cool. <laughs> your endowment. You're so too well endowed. You're, yes, you're yes. dragging on the ground. You That's knew you something had so to be happening. It's, it's at an angle. It's right, all on the left. You know your thing is made of vibranium. Wakanda <laughs> forever. Wakanda forever. I don't know the rules, but right. I want to yeah. support Wakanda. He did the cross wrong. I right. love him. Uh, don't do the cross. You did I'm the, not allowed to cross. No, you can't do I don't know the rules. <laughs> Me dyslexic with the arm, folks. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped getting the newsletter when they found out about my parents. Uh, so, what's got your attention these days? What, what? There's so it's such a crazy it's such a crazy time right now. Obviously, from the top on down. But, mm-hmm. but, 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 what do you guys talk about? What, what, like, what do you wake up in the morning and and you go, what, what just happened? Yeah, that's well, every day. Yeah, <laughs> lately I've been focusing on. Um, I've been deep into religion. I've been studying Pastor Kanye West of the Sunken Place Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, what happened? I don't know. He, Kardashians, man. No no brother survives the Kardashians. They end up crazy, on drugs, in a coma in a brothel, and okay. penniless. And they get more powerful. It's like, uh, who, who's the member of the X-Men that takes your powers? What's her name? Um, Mystique. No, she's no, not Mystique. Uh, uh, Rogue. Rogue. Rogue puts her hand on people uh, and she absorbs. Uh, that's what listen the, that's listen what the, to yeah. the nerds on the podcast. <laughs> you see, I got out of it. Listen yeah, to the nerds on the podcast. Okay. They, she, the Kardashians absorb all of, all of the best qualities in these brothers. I'm really. Yeah. They, but do they grow more powerful? They yeah, become yes, they become they bigger and better and yep. stronger. Can yes, Kim make some music now? No, she's not going to make music. She's not going to make music, but she's just her, her empire her, keeps her. growing. Her brand, right? Her, her brand expands. Rihanna, yeah. Rihanna. Now she's putting out a, a line of lingerie. A week later, Kim Kardashian is going to put out a line of lingerie. Yeah. They just keep taking. They keep yeah. sucking the culture out of black culture. There'll uh, be nothing left. What do you, you say? They must be stopped. You <laughs> suck, suck the culture out. Suck the culture. At least, at least they did it to Ray J. <laughs> she sucked the culture out of Ray J. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. I saw that like four times, actually. (laughs) Spit the culture out. (laughs) (laughs) Spit the culture. (laughs) Do you think greed is uh, getting in the way of everybody? Do you think maybe it's greed and not the Kardashians? Uh, Rihanna's a fine singer, but why lingerie? There's a lot of greed. Yeah. I mean, she. I mean, she's building her brand. I mean, she's, I know, but she's smart her brand was wonderful singer. What you I know, but she's smart. No, nobody stays on top forever. None of these singers stay on top, so. They see everybody else making a lot of money. I mean, Kanye did is making a fortune with his venture with Adidas, so yeah, that's, that's a good easy. thing. Jay Z is an entrepreneur. All these all these hip hop moguls are. Entre- Diddy is, you know, he's doing his part to keep mm-hmm. black folks drunk with his Ciroc, <laughs> Ciroc. Mm-hmm. and it's good stuff. I heard it's good, good <laughs> stuff. Huggy doesn't drink. No, uh, uh, he looked at me like no. <laughs> I just I can't imagine you picking that outfit sober. No. Huggy doesn't drink. <laughs> he hasn't drank for a lot of years. Good for you. Whole lot of years. How do you Whole relax? Whole lot of years. Hang out with Chris Paul. That'll do it. How do you relax? I don't know. We're bro. not together after the shows. I don't know, bro. We're really we're the we're the lamest 
<laughs> the lamest comic yes, post show. Yes, he is. Fun and exciting on stage. After the show, we go to cities. Everybody's like, hey, man, we want to take you out to this club and that club. We're like, nope. Nope. We got some food to go from the club. Nope. Go back to our rooms. That's how you keep it safe. Fist bump, right. in the, right. fist bump each other in the elevator. I'll call you in the morning for breakfast. That's it. Yeah, nothing. Right. No road stories. Nothing about groupies. Mm-hmm. No nothing. Yeah, I know it's pretty lot, boring for a podcast, but lot, not at all. Sure enough, goes wrong on stage. Yeah, but, <laughs> right. But it, it does for me. It's it's interesting. I'm interesting though because a lot of people do think you know. Oh, you're you know if you're a road comic, if you're a cruise comic, it, you know it must be this must be the greatest thing. You know the greatest thing ever. You're on vacation all the time, and you're, you're on cruises. So I know you are. Was that? Yeah. You're on cruises. So yeah, yeah, you're on a cruise ship. Yeah. That's a whole nother level. You yeah. married? You married? Yeah, I'm married. I got kids. That's oh, why I'm on cruise right. ships. Yeah, I'm married. That's what Yeah, that's, yeah. So yeah. that's, that's, that's it. What happens on the cruise there. ship stays on the cruise ship. There is that. Yeah. If I want to make a mistake, I've got options. Yeah. Yes. Lots of portholes. Nine, nine or ten different languages to choose from. Lots of portholes. Lots of portholes. I learned to how to from. say no in nine or ten different languages. <laughs> But what like not, not a lot of comics are living this life. I mean, we know we know plenty of comics. I mean, Absolutely. we'll we'll work with them, and after the show, they're all ready to go out. They already yeah, they got sh- some champagne bottles or whatever they've been drinking. In the green room, and yeah. So got the women yeah. coming through. I've know. never been a part of that. I mean, I, I thought it was just a legend. No, no, no. It's a, it there, exists. There are people exists. getting laid out there? There's, yes, it exists. And <laughs> the oh, they're higher, getting laid. What? You, you've been married a long time. <laughs> yes, brother. I have. The higher you go up the show business ladder, the more you see it. And the more people, I mean, yeah. the more what, successful. That's what they like to do. They like to celebrate all the time. We, we just, we don't I like celebrate. To, I like to go back Which to my room. We're not as successful as no. we think we are. But we still <laughs> wouldn't go out. Yeah. She. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to my room and watch forensic files. There you go. <laughs> I like watching. every day. That's what he. That's what he. That's exactly what you do, bro. And I call him up and say, bruh. Bruh, you ain't going to believe this one. Like, I don't want to hear say, bruh. this. Bruh, let me tell you something. Other comics tell me, bruh. Bruh. The, bra, the draws I had last night. I call him at two in the morning, bruh. Bruh. This nigga left, this nigga left a footprint on a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they matched the shoe print from the tomato like, to his shoe. Like, are you kidding me? And now he's behind bars tossing salads. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So how do okay? So forensic <laughs> files. When you're not on the road, though, when you're at home, you're sleeping in your own bed. What do you guys do when you're not on the air? You're up at the crack of dawn, right? So how do you? How you know this girl's named Dawn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You say up at or up in? Sunrise at, you, the, at the crack of dawn. You're up at sunrise. How about he that? said you're up at the dawn's crack. You're up probably before sunrise, right? So how do you? Like, we had crazy all, sleep hours. Adjust? We, we yeah, get up. Chris called me like two or three o'clock in the morning. You know, because that's when I'm done. I'm I'm working. He he's on live with Tom Joyner mm-hmm. in the morning, so he's got to get up. But I'm doing my segment pre-recorded at home in my studio, okay. so I'm up at two three in the morning finishing, and then I'll hit him up afterwards. And he's up. Yeah, he doesn't sleep. he doesn't sleep. I don't sleep. It's crazy. Well, that's helpful. I yeah. mean, you must be able to be super productive then. Without the sleeping. Not really. Chris is just professional. I'm not. <laughs> he's no, no, the professional. He's, he's not working. He's watching Netflix. He see he watches every show. And he's disappointed I watch nothing. Right. I, I watch Forensic Files. Except Forensic Files. Files. ID yeah. Channel. Joe ID Kenda. Channel. That yeah. kind of yeah. crimes, true they crime like, stuff. like stuff you can get away with. Bruh. Bruh. I'm planning the perfect murder. Bruh. I'm going to tell you what you do, bruh. Let me tell you what Stay you do. Stay away from the bing. 
the ping, the ping. You always talk about bruh. the ping, the telephone ping. I said, bruh, antifreeze has no taste. <laughs> <laughs> That's real tough. Well, so, it, do, it does so, now. So, which, it does now. Which affects the way I shop now because I'm at the store buying antifreeze and tomatoes. No, <laughs> no, it used to be it used to be uh, odorless and uh, right. tasteless, but they changed that because too many people were using it to kill right. their spouse. Yeah. See, see the, see the random facts he, he no, knows things yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, and they have he's an unsub <laughs> because the. But the taste now appeals to dogs or something like that now, right? Yes. And, and so how, do you, to, how do you, you know, know that? It, it's, again, it's just the... the That's why my, my first victim will be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> a I would usually start. Uh, what, what, um, what are you binge-watching right now? On, on I don't Netflix? know, man. I just, <laughs> I, really, I just be all over the place. I don't know. I, I need to have some order in my life right now. You watching The Shy? Oh, The, the Shy, which is a okay. good series on um, Showtime. Okay. Um, it's about Chicago? Yeah. Okay. It's good. Good. We see you. See you watch Atlanta too, right? Atlanta mm-hmm. with yeah. Donald Glover. How is that? It's pretty good. I heard I wasn't allowed to watch it. Why? I love Donald Glover because uh, I'm, I'm white. I don't know if you. Can... Which means absolutely no, nothing. Th- that's huh? what he said. That's what he said in the SNL thing. He said, "If you're black, you love Atlanta." And and I don't know. Oh, he's I wanna, he's can I enjoy it? He's definitely joking. Yeah, I'm allowed you, you, will, you will enjoy it, and he wants right. those ratings. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's tearing it up this week. Yeah, he it feels is. like this is his time. This Everybody's talking about a different that, Donald this week. He, Makes me so happy. Right. He's, he's been that same guy for years. Yeah. Though, he's, but I think it's also magnified because of what we just spoke of, because of what's going on with Kanye right now. So you have one black star who seems to be going down the Make America Great Again path, mm-hmm. and yeah. then you have Donald Glover. He is really representing the voice of what's happening right. in black America right now yeah, and what's yeah. going on with us. So, yeah, this this is his time and his moment. Super and he's super talented. Super, this guy does everything. Super talented. He can, yeah. I'm talking about, I don't know killed. how many years ago, I, w- I was working in local radio in D.C., and I was walking around. And actually, I was sitting at my desk with my laptop. Everybody who walked by called him over to my desk to watch a sketch comedy troupe. I cannot remember Donald Glover's sketch comedy troupe at the time, but he was in one, right. him and two white guys. And I was like, man, watch this brother right here. This brother's incredible. There was some sketch about him um, being so, he was, he's like, this is hip-hop. I'm so hip-hop, he had his glue, he had his, his arms and hands glued under his armpits in a b-boy stance, like a classic b-boy stance, <laughs> permanently attached. Wow. So he could never move his arms. And he was a star of that sketch, and he killed it. I said, this dude's going to be huge. Yeah. Right. And sure enough, I didn't know he's I, – I thought he was going to be huge like acting comedy. I didn't know the rap and the right. singing. He really – I mean, he does everything. everything Stand-up, yeah. acting, everything. writing, producing, rapping, singing. Yeah. It's craziness. Yeah. He's a Swiss army knife. A renaissance right. man. Yes. There's not enough running around nowadays. Right. The, I don't know anybody who dislikes He's the leather man. <laughs> well, uh, I think the timing, too, of everything, um, right around the Han Solo movie. It's always release, timing. It's always the, timing. The video last week, which was super powerful. That video was is amazing. SNL right, he's going to get that Han Solo money. Oh, yeah. my oh, God. Yeah. Bruh. yeah, he's in that Star Wars. The Han Solo. Yeah. The Star Wars check. Yeah, when you get that yeah. Star Wars check, you can kiss the baby. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. A Star Wars check yeah. or a superhero movie check. Yeah, you don't have to go back home and. Watch forensic files in no. the hotel. <laughs> no, no, no. Never again. <laughs> so tell me about your time here in Charlotte. You guys have been here a handful of times already, right? Yep. From you've been coming here for a while. Um couple of years. to the Comedy Zone. Yeah. We, so we don't years. do anything, brother. But it's good. I got some family that lives here, so yeah. I get to catch up with them. So he gets to 
hide from the family. You know, you come in town and hide from the family. No, I, I don't hide when I visit their city. Oh. I, I hide when they visit. <laughs> when they, yeah, when they visit my city. You got to oh, check in the hotels. <laughs> we're, we were all just leaving. <laughs> we're going on vacation this week. Right. Sorry. No, but uh, yeah, I'm going to hook up with yeah, them. Keep the, and Keep the luggage in the living room, <laughs> in the foyer. Right. We're always looking for good ass eats. We we yeah. we are still in search of the perfect food in the perfect city because we travel around and every time we go to town, every, every, everybody's got hype about this one restaurant. They brag <laughs> on this one restaurant. Then you visit. And you you go, gotta eh. go to you gotta go to Julie Soul Food. Oh. Julie Soul Food doesn't like it. As soon as you get there, you're like, what? What, what is nah, this shit? Nah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be some boo, man. This chicken has feathers on it. <laughs> and we were one place, and they, they told Huggy, he said, you got to try. It's called Crack Tea. Crack Tea. What was we, that? Was we that were, Houston? We were in Houston. Crack Tea. So it turns out it's the sweetest sweet tea you'll ever have in your life mixed with Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Yeah. Half tea, mm-hmm. half sweet tea, half Kool-Aid. Hashtag liquid opioids. Right. <laughs> right. And he and he drank it, and you could just see it started. His eyes started bulging. Yeah, yeah. Veins in I had his to neck get out popping out. out. <laughs> <laughs> right, Washed it had a, it had a sunken taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to get out eyes, bro. Did um so where here in Charlotte then? We don't know. We still get in search eat? for the good eats. We went to some diner yesterday. It wasn't bad. Red Diner or something like that. Okay. It's inside of, uh, what's the name of that center? Epi. Epi Center. Epi Pen Center. Epi Pen Center. All right. So you're Is saying. Is it Epi Pen Center? Epi Pen. Something like that. There's a shortage of Epi Pens. Yeah, you read that? I just heard that, bro. People cannot get their Epi Pens. You're staying uptown. I'm assuming, right? In a Are we uptown? Hotel somewhere uptown. Well, we don't know. Or, yeah, I don't know. We don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to know specifically where you're saying. But uh, if you can make it to Mertz, 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 M E E R T apostrophe S. Oh yeah, I heard about the Mertz. It's Fred. Fred yeah, the neighbors, Fred Lucy's Fred neighbors. neighbors. Yes, Fred yes, Nethel. exactly. Fred Nethel Mertz. Right. Yep. No, it, it's a. They still uh, own us? Uh, <laughs> it's hanging in there. They are. They're in their uh, 120s. What? But they're, yep. They're but they're young? still kicking. They're still kicking. Damn, they're they done. should be on a yeah. smucker glass by now. <laughs> um, it, doesn't, it doesn't say Mertz outside. There's just a sign that says eat. Okay. It's fantastic. Eat? What, Eat. what, what kind of food? Um, it's, it's like uh, soul food, uh, typical southern, so, but it's it's fantastic. The collard greens in particular, the macaroni and cheese are really good. Fried chicken's really good. It's it's great. It's it's a really, really great place to eat. All right. Well, shout out to Mertz. Yeah. Let them know we're coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we like want to order the on the house special. <laughs> Free. <laughs> That's the on the house special. Free. Free. <laughs> uh, what about seafood? Seafood. Um, there's a bunch of places uh, outside of How long of have you lived here, first of all? Eight years. Eight years? Yeah. Qualified, bro? We've been dying to try this place. I don't know if they have them here. We hear rave reviews about this seafood restaurant. A Long John Silver's. Long John Silver's. <laughs> have you heard of that? <laughs> sure. Do they have those yeah. here? Oh, um, yeah. We heard, we heard they're incredible. Yeah. Make sure you wear a tie. <laughs> yep. A tie? Oh, it's that kind of yeah, place. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, man. If no, you can no, get a no, seat. No, yeah. Tie nice. no, we're not yeah. going to do that then. <laughs> I mean, I like hush puppies. No, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> They're good everywhere. With the occasional French fry. They're day. consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a McCormick and Schmick's uptown, but that's a chain. I don't know if you want to. I guess uh, we stand uptown. Bro. You can get one so of those. McCormick oh yeah, yeah. There's right across the street from us. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. McCormick's all right, we're, we're but Schmick, yeah, Schmick is a real asshole. Don't talk to Schmick when you get there. Schmick. 
Schmick's a, not a it's nice person. It's always the Schmick that kissed the... <laughs> yeah, Schmick's not a good guy. That's like Roebuck. Roebuck caught that bad. Yeah, Roebuck. Yeah, Roebuck, Sears yeah. Roebuck, Sears was yeah. a good guy. Good guy. Uh, if you're in the barbecue, Queen City Q, over by the uh, arena, is good. Oh, you know a whole lot of it. Yeah. You good, bro? <laughs> I'm good, sir. I was laughing. You just threw me off there, bro. You yeah. can't just randomly slump over like that. He works cruise ships. He's not used to being around non seniors. <laughs> You're too young, yeah. So, uh, so you have an antiquated uh, a groupie, <laughs> a groupie following, huh? I don't have a following at all. Oh, uh, you don't? No, nope. uh, that's not true. Nah, well, okay, that's not true. That's how I'd like to keep it. Okay, <laughs> I'm thinning out the herd. Well, we have a tremendous following. I know you do. Black people have followings, whether we're in the mall or the convenience store. They're always following. Driving down the street. Yes, we're profiled everywhere yeah, we go. Right. Yeah, sure. So. Uh, Huggy Load on Chris Paul. Two shows Friday night, two shows Saturday night at the Comedy Zone. Don't at the Comedy it. Zone, one of our favorite clubs. Again, it's Mother's Day weekend, it. so you've got to bring your mama. Bring your mama. We're even, mother, you know, we're mama. even letting new mothers breastfeed in our green room. What about that friends' does. mothers? Yes, the friends' oh, mothers yeah, can yeah, come. It is a category they can breastfeed in the green room too. I've I seen a couple, <laughs> seen a couple of categories on that. Uh. On Pornhub. Yes. Uh, there, finally, we found some common ground. Oh! Hey. We knew we would get it out of <laughs> You see how he sparked that, bro? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Huggy, Chris, thank you so much for coming oh, oh, in. Oh, so you wrapped I, it up on the, the porn hub, yes. <laughs> well, we, we got things big, to do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, that's right. No, we got the big laugh. I was going to go. I was going to get out on a laugh. Okay, that's I can wait. We can and you messed it up. No, goodbye, everybody. Sorry, we go. We go. All right, Huggy, <laughs> on Chris Paul. Thanks a lot, you guys. We thank, appreciate thank you, man. Out. Appreciate it, brother. I see you standing by yourself. It's still early. It's only about 12. You have any fun lately? Fuck, wake up and say good morning, Some great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina over the next several weeks. Let's start with tonight, this weekend, Huggy Lowdown, Chris Paul. You just heard from him on the podcast uh, on the night of the 11th. That's May 11th. Two shows. Two shows Saturday night, May 12th, Mother's Day weekend. Get out here to the Comedy Zone and check out Huggy Lowdown and Chris Paul. You know him, you love him. Great guys. Thank you to those guys for being on the show. Steve Ranazisi next week on the 17th, 18th, and 19th. Those shows uh, coming up Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Steve Ranazisi from The League. You've seen him on Conan. You've seen him all over the place. He's also hosting the uh, Thomas uh, Davis Defending Dreams Foundation Benefit on Wednesday night. You can still get tickets for that. We'll tell you how in just a moment as well. A comedy brunch on Saturday called Funny Side Up with a brunch of funny people. That's at 2 o'clock at the Comedy Zone on May 19th. Funny on the Fly, May 20th. You're going to want to be there for that. We give comics uh, a list of topics 30 minutes before they go on stage, and they make it up all on the fly, hence the name Funny. On the fly, May 20th. That's a Sunday night at the Comedy Zone. Adele Givens coming up, 24th, 25th, 26th. Finesse Mitchell on the 27th. One night only, Carlos Valencia on the 30th. And last weekend in May, going on the first week in June, uh, Tom Segura will be here. So you are going to want to see that as well. Here's what you can do to get tickets for any of those shows and for other shows that uh, you may have just heard about cltcomedyzone.com that's the website dates and details there call the box office at 980-321-4702 980-321-4702 of course the box office is at 900 nc music factory boulevard you can come to the comedy zone and buy tickets in person and talk to an actual live human being at comedy zone clt twitter instagram snapchat clt uh, i'm sorry comedy zone clt on facebook as well as for the group 
uh, I am Will Jacobs. That's Will Jacobs' Twitter account. I am Will Jacobs. Comedian Will Jacobs on Facebook. Sammy on air. S-A-M-M-I on air. That's for Sammy Joe Francis. Neither of those whom are here. Johnny Millwater's all over, all over the place. Just search, search online for Johnny Millwater. Just the way you'd think it was spelled. Millwater. M-I-L-L-W-A-T-E-R. I'm an NC. Balto 72. Whatever. Um, so as for the show itself, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Laughable. Those are the apps where you can hear the podcast. Please subscribe to us. Please tell two friends about it. Please leave a review. It's the best way, as always, to help the show continue to grow. You guys are doing a great job. We're approaching our third anniversary. We appreciate you sticking with us. And uh, hang on just one second more for some more information about Crazy Late with Johnny Millwater coming up in the third segment. Back on the Comedy Zone podcast. That only got a little awkward with Huggy and Chris. You think? I thought, I thought it went well. Yeah. I was, yeah. I didn't even realize it was awkward. I just thought it was me. I felt like they might have been a little awkward. Oh, okay. I don't mind a little awkward necessarily because it's been, you know, my entire life. Yeah. So it's where I live. Yeah, right. So but yeah, it was good awkward, I thought. I had fun. It was fun. I learned. I was impressed. Yeah. It's Chris is a very smart man. Very, very funny. That was yeah. that was impressive. They're both really smart. Yeah. They've both done a lot with with, with their careers and, and and what they've kind of the the you know the niches that they've carved out for themselves. Absolutely, yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. So thanks to Huggy Lowdown and Chris Paul for stopping Lovely with people. us on the program. So Johnny, hey Brian, hey Johnny. So you've <laughs> you've <laughs> making faces. Yes. So you've you have uh, created. Speaking of creating something around yourself. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Crazy Late with Johnny Millwater. Sure. So. This is a project, a labor of love. Very much certainly. so. Uh, so tell me th- th- the origin. Well, I guess first let's talk about w- what Crazy Late is. If you don't okay. know what Crazy Late with Johnny Millwater is, let's talk about that. I, I just I always want to have a late night talk show. When I was a kid, uh, Johnny Carson was my hero. And uh, I just thought he was the coolest guy in the world and wanted to be just like him. So I wanted to do a talk show when we were doing public access about five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did uh, Real Americans with Butch and Skeeter, which we talked about in the earlier segment. Yeah. And then we transferred to a talk show format for half an hour just to get some of the local comics involved. And uh, it was extremely satisfying. What's really fun about it is nobody gets paid when we're, the way that we're doing it right now. Yeah. So, so we're just bringing in people who are really passionate about performing and about doing comedy, about writing, and just trying to get people together and give them a deadline. Because so, pe- so many people are like me, where if they don't have something to work towards, they just don't work. You know, you want to sit back. You want to watch Westworld. You want to put your feet up. Right, right. But if you have people counting on you and looking out for each other, then everybody raises the bar. Everybody works harder. Everybody produces more. And it's really fun. The, the best thing about the taping is... Because nobody's getting paid, the only people who are involved in the production are people that I know personally. And I realized I was on stage for the first taping last uh, couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. I looked around. Every single person who was holding a piece of equipment I loved, yeah. there, there wasn't a single person in that room except the audience that left that, <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't love. Yeah. And it was except, well, the audience was the, the last tape. We only had, <laughs> I think, seven or eight people. It was yeah. kind of a dry yeah. run. <laughs> and I invited them to come up on stage uh, to say goodnight. We like to do an SNL-style goodnight at the end where all the cast and crew comes up on stage. <laughs> and when I turned around to see uh, who was left, there was nobody in the audience at all. The entire audience left, and I laughed for a good minute and 30 seconds. That I'd never had an very, very entire fun. audience abandon me like that before. 
Well, and to be fair, the tornado alarms were going oh, off, yes. and so there was... It was an exciting day. There was some question whether or not any of us were getting out alive. At yes. Point. So the, the, uh, the way in the previous iteration of Crazy Lake, mm-hmm. um, you, it's very much uh, the, structured in kind of the familiar late-night talk show it's, form. Yeah, it's very straightforward, the original version of yes. it. Yes. So there's monologue. Yeah. There's monologue, a sketch, panel, there's, uh, a couple yeah. of fake commercials, uh, then we do a uh, local celebrity at the time, yeah. uh, and then a comedian, which was always my favorite part, and then a musician. Yeah. Uh, but but we, we tightened it up a lot. I think we, we didn't have a whole lot of people watch the show. It was a little long, a little tough to watch, I think. So uh, the new iteration, we're doing a half hour, and I'm trying to make it more sketch-based, mm-hmm. uh, where it's more character-based, where like the old Jack Benny program. I don't know if you guys right. ever... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love Jack Benny. And what was wonderful about Jack Benny was that he was surrounded by funny people, but he himself was just sort of reflective. He would give the funny back. And I'm a better reactor than I am a writer, I think, because uh, my writing takes so long and reacting yeah. is instantaneous. So I'm trying to set it up in such a way where it's as if we're trying to do a talk show, but the rest of the cast and crew keeps interrupting mm-hmm. uh, and, and just using the structure of a talk show to do a sketch show uh, that's more about uh, humanity and just the, the most important thing. Uh, the major change is that it's completely non-topical. We've completely gotten rid of mm-hmm. all references to anything that's a certain place in time. I have a hard time watching talk shows right now. Like, I love Stephen Colbert. Jimmy Kimmel's yeah, yeah, a genius. Yeah. Uh, J- J- Jimmy's, uh, they're all doing really good work, but I'm tired of Trump jokes. I'm just tired of hearing right. about him. And there's so much more to explore in humanity, and that's that's kind of what I'm interested in. It's something that, that we might be able to find something else about ourselves while we're making each other laugh. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the highfalutin ideal, but mostly yeah. six laughs a minute. <laughs> six laughs a minute. That's the rule. It's my responsibility. The rest is gravy. The way that um, one of the reasons that the show um, Crazy Late is is experiencing a renaissance or mm-hmm. coming back anyway, if not a.m. a renaissance, is um, is just the advances in in technology. When you and I first talked a little under a year ago about yeah. maybe bringing Crazy Late back. Um, and there was one particular way th- 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 that I was thinking we could get it done, and then now we t- we changed horses midstream, and now there's oh. another way that uh, it's so exciting. We, it, that, it is. That I, I, I I didn't even know it was technologically possible. This program that you, Brian is the executive producer of the show. Uh, we're coming back because uh, Brian was kind enough to put his time into helping us put the production together, and the idea that he came that you came with is astonishing. Do you mind if I tell? No, you, please. The, yeah. the the entire production. Is being produced with iPhones. Yeah, everything. How many? I mean, can can you give them some of the details? Because yeah, I'm it, I'm distracted while I'm working, but I it was amazing. It's it's uh, the program that um, we're using to make this happen is a uh, Switcher Studio. So it if you go to switcherstudio.com um, and you're interested in uh, that kind of thing, if you're a big dork like I am, <laughs> um, you know you can see it at work. But it's um, what Switcher Studio does. It allows you to take up to nine iPhones or iPads, and um, connect them to a central switcher location uh, through the house wireless internet. So everything is connected wirelessly into a, a base unit, which is just an iPad. So it's not you know you don't have to buy any new equipment, and you can you can basically switch a multi-camera show, what we call hot switching, mm. um, a multi-camera show on an iPad and record it using iPhones. You have to commandeer the cruise iPhones or iPads, <laughs> which is a little bit awkward. Hey, I need to install this app on your iPhone. But it's it, so it, worth it. It's 
it's really unbelievable and 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 just um you know what it's able to do um and the one show that we kind of did as a um as sort of a tech rehearsal to make sure that this was going to be viable um i've showed i know you haven't watched it yet because you want to sit down with me and watch it from start to finish um i've shown little clips to various people and and it it doesn't there's it, it looks great it could be I've talked with folks and and you know I worked in broadcast long enough mm-hmm. like if you wanted to put it on broadcast television it reaches the standards the quality is there that's fantastic yeah and it's shot on iPhones oh you know and and and, and the cameras are just going to get better and better and better on yeah. iPhones with each passing year so the yeah, tools that we have will evolve on their own yeah and this is not you know it's turning into a commercial for switcher studio but <laughs> but uh it's $29 a month wow and it's it, it's just uh it's changing the way I look at at online video, certainly, and at med video production, it's reaching the point where I'm just going to shoot everything I do now on an iPhone. And it's it's so Meaning exciting. Soderbergh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. the Soderbergh shoot on iPhones. Uh, he, he just I I want to say he shot at least one feature film on an iPhone. Really? Yeah, I'm a big Soderbergh yeah. fan. I was not yeah. aware of that. Yeah, I think I would have to look that up, but I, I'm reasonably certain that that's happened. Well, there you go. I know of a talk show. That's a good but, start. But, yeah. And we're doing a lot of our short films. That we, yeah. we have a bunch of big commercials and stuff like that. And we're using iPhones for all that. It's just to see it's how crazy. it's yeah it's an amazing time. It's a great time to live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, you don't have to be in New York or LA anymore to, to produce anything that you want. If you have a that's vision right. and you find creative people, there's no place you can't make something here. Yeah, and that's and the fact that that there's now an outlet for it, and it's 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 your outlet for it. Yeah. It's our outlet for it. It's YouTube. It's Twitter. It's yeah. Facebook. If people want to find it, they'll find it. Yeah, and it's it's not you're not locked into anymore. Well, you know, I have to shop it around on the networks, and I have to shop it around the tin, and the blah, and no one's going to take it, and it's blah, blah. Now, it has its own home. Yes. And the the market is the judge, so p- people will either find it and like it and tune in, mm-hmm. or they won't find it. But the good news is you don't need everybody to find it. Uh, this the wonderful it's, thing about this yeah. kind of project, and what I loved about Crazy Late originally and Real America's a Butch and Skeeter, nobody ever saw it. <laughs> so yeah. you can fail in private. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have a place to fail in private nowadays. You can't even, you know, make drunken mistakes anymore than on Facebook. But true. if you yeah. package all of your mistakes into a one-hour program, yeah. you can get people to ignore it. Um, <laughs> and the fact... <laughs> it's supposed to be a joke. Okay. The fact that, too... <laughs> um, I think, too, the fact that you've got a couple dozen people, oh, yeah. if not more than that, yeah. who bought into it before, yeah, who came back now... And have bought into it to work on the crew, to the work yeah. as the writers. I mean, you run it like like a late night talk show. You have a head writer. Half the reason the I wanted to do it was I wanted to learn how to do it. And there was no other show in town. So I basically sat down and watched the Larry Sanders show mm-hmm. uh, with a notepad and wrote down everything I could about the way they did it. And then I watched a documentary on how Johnny Carson ran his. And then I watched a documentary on how Dave did his on his last episode. Yeah, and yeah. I tried to run everything that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's And now I could put that all to the side. The, the new generation is... The first one is purely us. Yeah. So it's it's an exciting time. Yeah. And so th- we're innovating. Yay. We are innovating. Yeah. And and, and, and and you know Chris Hardwick always talk about. I have a huge man crush on Chris Hardwick. You may have noticed. I am a big fan myself. He always talks about if you want to go make a thing, go make a thing. Yes. You know it doesn't matter what that thing is. It doesn't matter. You know there's never been a better time on this planet to be creative, and to be very nice to have. You know, an outlet, and to be able to shoot the feature film on this thing, I'm holding up my iPhone. The, 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 there's literally no better time 
in the world. So go make your thing. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, you're going to make your thing. And you've got 30 or so people We've who got have bought team. into you yeah. and who have bought into what it is. And it's just, it's a really, really cool Making it is its cool own project. reward. Yeah, that's that's and, the best thing about yeah. it. I think the the joy that we make in making it comes across on the screen and then yeah. make people watch it. But even if they don't, it's its own reward. It's fun. Just uh, go out there and make something. If you got a vision, execute it. Make a thing. There's no reason yeah. not to now. Yeah. So uh, we shot the first one of this new iteration of Crazy Late uh, in April. Mm-hmm. I believe, I, I want to say the last Sunday in April. Sounds right. Um, we don't know right now if anyone is going to see that one. That one was very much a uh, tech rehearsal kind of thing, just to make sure the tech was there. Yes. And kind of, we learned a few things about the tech that we're going to correct in this next time. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's entirely possible that that one may be, you know, 10 years down the road. That'll if be there's the a demand episode. for it, <laughs> we'll put it out. It'll be the last episode. <laughs> and then um, we're shooting another one, which I would imagine... Um, would be the launch. I sure hope so. May 27th. And on the next one. So it's we're shooting May taping. 27th. If you want to come down to the Comedy Zone, mm-hmm. um, you can check that out. Tape, uh, recording tape, as it were, rolls mm-hmm. at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's right. So just um, you know, come on out to the Comedy Zone on uh, Sunday afternoon. Doors open at 1, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. You can be part of our line experience. I'm trying to run the, even yeah. the audience department the way that Dave used yeah. to his. Uh, we have a very funny man, Mike Speenberg, who's a comedian here in town. He comes and does crowd play. Yeah. And just uh, you get roasted by a comedian while you're waiting in line. Yeah. Nothing mean, but you'll be yeah. entertained every second that you're there. That's what we're aiming for. It's um, it's big fun. Uh, so Crazy Late with Johnny Millwater on the way back. Just keep an eye on it. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We'll do some stuff um, in preparation for the recording and when the show goes up live, and we'll tell you where to find it and all stuff. But you bet. Um, it's really, really a. It's an honor to be part of it, and I'm very excited that that um, we were able to actually pull something together that wasn't horrible the last time. Me too. <laughs> and 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 to now to have you talk about building a thing, we made a thing. We and made it's a very, thing. Very cool. We yeah. made a thing, and now yeah. the 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 rest of it's going to be pretty easy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Easy is a strong word. But, well, yeah. Easier. It's, yeah, it's always work. But if you love yeah. it, you know, it's not so much. It's joyful. Um, I want to thank you, Johnny, for helping us out. Oh, my pleasure. Here. Always always great to be here, Brian. Um, this morning with Will on the Road, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania at the Comedy Zone. You want to mm-hmm. check him out this weekend. And uh, Sammy Joe on assignment. Uh, I reached out to you yesterday. And you uh, very graciously agreed to help us out because otherwise it's just me and nobody wants to hear that. Glad to help. <laughs> so uh, Glad to help. Thanks for thinking of me. I appreciate it. Be safe. And um, we will see you again soon. Looking forward to it. And uh, we will see you again soon as well. Steve Ranazisi at the Comedy Zone next weekend. Hopefully we'll get him for the show as well. So thanks a lot uh, for listening to the Comedy Zone podcast, listeners, And uh, we'll see you next time. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Hepburn and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 